We can rise to the occasion. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise. We can fly again. Hope Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. Inside out simply means coming out of your safe and a warm cocoon. You know, to publicly display your full potential. For some time, the church of Jesus has been in a cocoon. Hallelujah. We have been in a cocoon for too long, but God, he is calling us to come out of that warm cocoon, you know, so that we can demonstrate what God has deposited in the inside of us. I explained to you, simply means coming out of your safe nest into a public space. We have been into a safe nest, but let me tell you, as much as it's beautiful there, as much as it's so secure there, we are not called to remain in our safe nest. As much as it was beautiful for the butterfly to be inside the cocoon, the butterfly cannot demonstrate its beauty until it comes out of the cocoon and begin to fly and demonstrate the beauty that God has deposited in the inside of it. Children of God, as the church of Jesus, we are not called to hide in our buildings. Are you with me? But we are called to come out of this cocoon so that we can go out there and expose the beauty of God into the dying world. You know, we are the light and the salt of this earth in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to connect that, you know, this morning and then under the topic this morning, blessed to bless, or should I say blessed to be a blessing. That is what we're going to talk about. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at the person next to you and say to them, you are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. You don't have to keep the blessing inside of you. God has not blessed you so that you can just enjoy your blessings. When God blesses somebody, he blesses them for a reason. So that those who are around you can benefit. You know, and uh, those of you who have been to Israel, and uh, you'll attest with what I'm about to say. A few years ago, you know, we visited Israel and we came to this place that is called dead scene. They remember that. And the reason is called dead sea. It is because it only has what we call intake and there's no outflow. So it's only the intake and where there's intake, you know, the creation dies. If the place only has what we call the intake and there's no outtake, the creation dies. In a dead sea, there is nothing that is alive there. You see, it is a design of God that life should actually flow. We must have the intake and also have the outtake. Rivers, they receive and they also release. Are you with me? I mean, trees, they will absorb carbon dioxide and release oxygen. 
And that is how they survive. They take something and then it goes through them and they release oxygen so that we can benefit through what they've absorbed. That is how God has designed us. Mammals eat food and release manure to feed the ground. That is why when you are constipated, the doctors are worried. Because it is not good for you. Are you with me, child of God? Constipation, are you correct? But when I look around, I see many people who are constipated in the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not good for you. Because it's not the design of God. You might die if you are just eating and things, they remain in the inside of you. And I want to tell you, the church of Jesus, this is exactly where we are. You know, we have been receiving from God, you know, receiving blessing. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. We are right in the building of God. We are like fat cats and then we are sitting constipated, full of blessing, but there's no outtake. We are not releasing the blessings of God. When I look around, I see the blessed church. I see blessed people. But the problem is we are blessed and we keep the blessing to ourselves and God is not blessed with it. He says, I have blessed you so that you can become a blessing, you know, to other people. Come and give God praise and say you are called to become a blessing. We are all blessed in a different ways to be blessing to different people. Now when you look at that word blessing, in Greeks, the Greek has two words for the word blessing. And the first one, I don't know if you're going to pronounce it nicely. It says, eulogio. That is Greek. It simply means to bless. And makarios simply means blessed. You see that? It is very good for us so that we can understand that because they don't have the same meaning. Now look at the word eulogio. The word eulogio simply means to speak well of. Or to add value. So when you say to somebody, be blessed. Or I bless you. Elohio says to speak well of or to add value. So if there's no value to you, when God says I bless you, he says I'm adding value to you. And not only that, to bestow God's favor upon you. If there was no favor upon you, Elohio says, you know, favor will be upon you from today. Elohio also means to place in a position of authority and give victory over one's enemies. So when God says, I am blessing you, he says, I am elevating you to a place of authority. And not just elevating you to a place of authority, but I am giving victory over your life. Whatever the enemy is attacking you, you must know that my blessing is upon you and you are a person of authority. You are blessed by me. You can never touch what God has blessed. Praise the name of Jesus. So you have been elevated. To a high position when. When God says I bless you, he says I'm elevating you. You were down there, but now you have been elevated. But you look at the word makarius. The word simply means bless. It says the state of one who has become a partaker with God. Whoa. When they say you are blessed, it simply means now you are at that stage where you become a partaker with God. And not just a partaker with God, but you are the, the, the position to position to receive God's provision. God has his provision, but now you know what he does. He positions you to a place where you are able to receive his provision. 
And Makarios also means to experience the fullness of God. Can you believe it that you are moving up and down in this community? You've got people who have been elevated to the level of God. We have been elevated to the authority of God. We're moving around and we are right in this place. But we are not exercising that. We behave as if we are not blessed. And we deprive the very same community that we're supposed to serve. Because we don't know who we are. And we don't know what we have. Look on the I want to show you what the scripture says about you being blessed so that you can become a blessing. A beautiful and a painful story, you know, and then in the book of Genesis. I know we love going to Genesis chapter 12, but this time I want us to go to Genesis chapter 11 just to trace the life of Abraham before he became a blessing, what actually happened. Now, in chapter 11, it talks about, you know, the father of Abraham. It says in verse 27 of chapter 11, this is the account of Terah's family. Terah was the father of Abram, Naho, and Haran. And Haran was the father of Lot. You remember Lot, yeah? You remember Lot. And then in verse 28, it says, But Haran died in Ur of the <laughs> Chaldeans, the land of his birth, Bamba, while his father, Terah, was still alive. So this young boy, young man, the brother of Abram, died in this place. Okay, now look at verse 31. Verse 31 says, One day Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, and his grandson Lord, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed, Bamba, he was headed for the land of Canaan. But they stopped at Haran and settled there. Now, I don't know what happened here. You know, the commentary does not explain that this man did, he gave this place Haran after he decided to camp there or this place was just Haran. But all that I know is that he lost a son by the name of Haran. And the Bible says he arrived in this place that is called Haran. But something triggered him there because he lost the son by the name of Haran. Now, he comes to a place that is called Haran. Now, listen what the Bible says. It says, they stopped at Haran, and he settled there. And this man was on his way, where was Alwane? To Canaan. And verse 31, it says, Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. This man was supposed to go to Canaan. All right? But now, something triggered him. And he decided to remain in Haran. He settled there. Only Terah knows what happened. But I can just use my imagination. Oh, this man, when he reached that place, it triggered him. In a nutshell, he was still hurt. He was still disappointed. That he lost his son, he did not recover, and he was stuck right there. And him stuck right there, he failed to become a blessing to the next generation. Because the Bible says he was supposed to go where? 
to Canaan. And he died in that area. Can I just deviate a little bit, Pastor Juan, and say to somebody, you know, when you don't overcome your past, when you don't get healed, you might, you might miss your destiny. You can get stuck. If you don't have the outtake, but you only have the intake, and you don't release the past hurts, you can settle in a place and lose what God has put aside for you in the future. And you die in a place where you're not supposed to be. Bamba. Now, Genesis chapter 12, the story that we know. It says, now the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. And I included there that he was 75 years, this man, and he was still living with his father. I thought I needed to give it to somebody else there. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Lord comes to him and says, go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Can you hear that? I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him. And Lord went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Do you remember the Haran? Where, where, where the father died? Now he's departing from that place. Okay? Let's check where he was going. Then Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lord, his brother's son, and all their position that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. I love that. He also acquired people. He's not just going to be a blessing to himself, but he's going to be a blessing to the people that he has acquired. Because when God blesses you, he does not just bless you, but he wants to bless the people who are also around you. If you call yourself blessed, it should be the people who are around you as well who are blessed. You cannot be a pastor who is blessed, but your church is struggling. If you are a blessed minister, even the people that you are pastoring, they must also overflow in the blessings of God. Come and shout amen in this place. And then it says, and they departed to go to the land of where? Of Canaan. You see that the father was supposed to go to Canaan. So it tells you that it was God who spoke to Terah to go to Canaan. But because he could not deal with his past, he died right in the middle of the road. He did not reach the place. Now Abraham now, he's going where? Now to Canaan. So the Bible says, so they came to the land of Canaan. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, to your descendants, I will give this land. And there, Bamba, and there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. What a word. Terah missed an opportunity of building an altar for the Lord because he allowed the insight issue to overshadow the future that God had for him. I wonder how many people here who are in the very same position. God has destined greatness in your life. But because of your past pain, because of the divorce, 
because of disappointments. Churches have disappointed you. Wafile wafiga wakala. Yet God says, there are things that I have put in place for you somewhere. I pray in the name of Jesus that your pains and your disappointment will never put you in a place where there are no blessings of God in the name of Jesus. May the good God deliver you from today and go to your destiny. Get out of that pain. Get out of that disappointment. Get out of those things because God has something in store for you. Come on, shout, I receive it this morning. Now, before I give you some few points about how to become a person of blessing, let me just give you some few principles of blessings. Principles of blessings. Number one, I'm not going to spend time here. These are the principles of blessings. People, they love blessings, but they don't know what they are principles. They are laws of blessing. Listen to me. Number one, when God blesses someone, he always has others in mind. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You know, my, my brother, God has blessed me. We're going to see who you are blessed when you are blessing other people. Otherwise, shut up with your blessings. Did you hear what I said? When God blesses someone, he always has others in mind. And then number two, when God blesses you, he has the establishment of his kingdom in mind. God does not just bless you for fun. Let me give you the verse there. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18, it says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, okay? For it is he who gives you power to do what, Bazalwane? To get wealth so that he can do what? So that he can establish his covenant. When God blesses you, he has his kingdom in mind. He's blessing you so that you can advance his kingdom. Abraham, I am blessing you for a reason. That is a principle number two. Number three, Bamba, the more blessed you become, the more God expects from you. Don't fight people who do not have anything. And say, God has blessed you more. You've got millions. God is expecting you to give in millions. Oh, verse. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. It says, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Look at the person next to you and say, you see now he's talking to me. Let your outside blessing show what is in the inside of you. When much is given, much is expected. Hallelujah. Look at the person. Number four. I'm a principles now. Bamba number four. When God blesses, he gives you the grace to handle the blessing. When God bless you, Bazaruan, he gives you the grace to handle the blessing. God cannot give you something that becomes a stress in your life. Umangulungulek bless, he gives you the grace to handle that blessings. 
Lalela nali verse zavuniki verse me. Utu Proverbs chapter ten verse twenty two. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich. He adds no sorrow in it. Don't call something that adds sorrow in your life a blessing. Anything that adds sorrow in your life, it is not a blessing. If that car does not make you to sleep at night, it is not a blessing. Look at the person and say, it is not a blessing. If it makes you to panic, to have a diarrhea, month end, it is not a blessing. Because God does not bless somebody and then at the end of the day you can't sleep with that blessing. That thing is not a blessing. That thing is not a blessing. When God blesses you, he adds no sorrow into it. I hope your wife does not add sorrow in you. Hallelujah. I hope you don't add sorrow. God has blessed me with a wife. God has blessed me with a husband. Is he a blessing? Because the blessings of God, they don't bring sorrow. They don't bring troubles. It's okay to post Go Facebook and Twitter. Udi God has blessed me with a new car. Bese kushaiwa ma comments. Oh, congratulations. Yela. Can you afford it, Mantan? No, no sorrow. Bamba, number five. Number five or number six? Number five. You've been blessed. It's an answer. It's an answered prayer to others. I, I, I was amazed at this, Pastor Bob. You know, Rivers Church, I need to give these guys their flowers. The pastor calls me, says, Pastor Chris, oh, before we even do that, we're praying and I was looking at the budget. Good people matter, there was no money. And I'm, I'm saying, Lord, we want to go and drill some boreholes and then a hammer scrub. And then the boreholes, they cost so much. On the very same week, I received a call from Rivers Church. The pastor says, Pastor Chris, the Lord just spoke to me. You know, we, 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 we just want to bless people mentor so that you can go out there and then be a blessing to other people. He says, we've got 500,000 that we want to give to you and the People Matter Foundation. <laughs> Amazing. So, 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 so they gave us 500,000. They gave us 500,000. So when we reached to Haman's Krav and then we approached one of these churches and then we're saying we, we, we're looking for places where we can drill Amabo holes for the community. This pastor begins to cry. He begins to cry. He says, you, you can't believe this. Just last Sunday we were praying. We were praying so that God can give us money and then to drill some boreholes. And here you are coming and then you are serving us with money to drill some boreholes. God is a God of blessing. He's a God of honor. He's a God who does his own things in a supernatural way. We drill boreholes in that church. The pictures that you saw, it was in that church. They're going to plant some vegetables. My point is simple. When God blesses you, it is because somebody has been praying so imagine if we're not, there's only an intake. 
Imagine if I've taken that money from rivers and kept it to myself. What would have happened with those people? We have been praying. The moment we don't become a conjure of blessing, the moment we don't become a channel of blessing, we are not just cursing ourselves, but we are cursing our nation and we deprive ourselves of God's blessings. Don't consume what is not yours. Oh, blessed be the name. The more you become a blesser, the more God blesses you. Uh -uh, don't be troubled by that word, becoming a blesser. Don't allow the word to steal our things. The more you become a blesser, the more God blesses you. We're supposed to be blessers. Not this nonsense about Israel. Praise the name of Jesus. Are you good, Pastor? And finally, when you bless the one who blesses others, you will be blessed. Abraham, whoever curses you will be cursed. But whoever blesses you will be blessed. Be careful not to curse people who are blessed. Then you call Mavandavan Maligabi. Is that Balagay? Time and again, when we see people rich, we wonder, we wonder. He turned about Chonchil. Not everybody was doing well, Banchonchil. The moment you see them, just bless them and say, oh God, what a beautiful car. Beautiful. Just bless them. And it's coming your way. It's going to come your way. The very same people that you are cursing, they should, they're going to be a blessing to you in the, in the future. Now, three things quickly. And then we're going to make a special prayer. In the name of Jesus. How do you become how to be blessed and be a blessing? Number one, be sensitive to God's voice. You need to be sensitive to God's voice. That is very, very important. The Bible says, now the Lord has said to Abraham, you need to know who is speaking to you. God spoke to Abraham as much as he spoke to his father. It's amazing that the scripture does not tell us that Terah or God spoke to Terah. But here it's revealing that now the Lord spoke to Abraham. He said, get out of your country. You need to learn to be sensitive to the voice of God. Are you with me? If you want to be a blessing and to walk in the blessings of God, learn to be sensitive to the voice of God because God will speak to you and say, just give this to this person. You may not understand at that time. You may not understand, but God knows. And I'm glad that by the grace of God, I'm sensitive to the voice of God. And number two, number two, how to become a blessing. You need to align yourself to God's will. Align yourself to God's will. Get out of your country from your family and your father's household. Align yourself. You cannot remain in a place of Haran and expect God to bless you in that place. There's no blessings of God there. That is why God said, get out of that place. It's a place of curse. It's a place of death. It's a place of stagnation. This is where your father died. You need to align yourself with me now. Align yourself with the future. Align yourself with what I have put in place. So you need to align yourself to the will of God. And then number three, be a person of faith. Be a person of faith. Hallelujah. 
And when the, the Bible tells us that the Lord said to Abraham, I am taking you to a place that you don't know. You don't have to know what's going to happen, but just go. If it is God who has called you, you just leave the place and go where God has asked you. Sometimes it does not make sense at the age of 75 and God comes to you and says, come on, let us do this project. Don't come up with reasons and say, I am too old. If God is calling you, it takes a step of faith. So those are very important things. And not only that, number four, let go of the past and pursue God's purpose. And number five, establish an altar for the Lord. When God has spoken, we need to make sure we establish the altar for the Lord. We need to establish an altar. God spoke in this place. God spoke in this place. Many people were transformed in this place. That is why we are building an altar to glorify the name of the Lord. So this sermon is intentional this morning because we want you to be a part of what God is doing in this place. Can I pray with you? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your message. We thank you that you are God. And you have called us to another level where we need to become blessers. Where we become a channel of blessing. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. Even those at home who are watching, we pray for you. May the good God do you good. May the good God open doors for you. Elevate you to the highest.